welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's about crazy family stories. We all have one, right? More importantly, it's for those of you living with someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. Now, I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the stories shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and joke, too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones. Adults only, please. Thank you so much for joining us on Of Course They Make Me Crazy, the podcast. I'm April. All right. So if you're listening to this episode, chances are you've been in a relationship with a narcissist some point in your life, right? Whether it be family member, boyfriend, girlfriend, and we know it can be gut-wrenching. You know, I, I get that. So our goal... This is Joy Larkin. She Hello. is founder of Live Narc Free. She's going to be joining us. Um, our goal in this episode is to help you understand maybe a little bit about why they do what they do, but more importantly, how to start healing from that and to really start to feel like yourself again, because I tell you what, they can make the strongest person. They can strip you and uh, it's... Um, it's something else. So our hearts go out to you if you're experiencing that, right, Joy? Yes, definitely. Okay. So uh, Joy, I'm so happy that you're joining us today. I love Thank this. <laughs> we, we connected Thank on you. Instagram. Yes, we did. Yes. I searched you, but yeah, I'm happy that we got in contact for sure. Absolutely. So she has been an online coach for narcissistic abuse since 2016. Mm -hmm. um, so you've been doing this quite a while, but first off, Joy, let's, let's get your background. Like what led you to that path? Um, well, pretty much, you know, I started, you know, I moved to California um, when I was 17 and I was living with my aunt at the time. And, you know, I was just fresh, new. I, I didn't really know much about California. That was all I knew. It was her, her husband, her two sons and living there. They call it the golden child, you know, where you get everything. You're spoiled, you know, um, you, you get everything you want. And. I just noticed like after, or I think it was like a year or two, um, she would start to abuse me mentally, you know, verbally and emotionally. And it was, you know, things I did around the house was never good enough for her. And she had high expectations. Um, and it just got to the point where it was unbearable to live with her. Right. And um, I realized after I moved out of um, her home that, she was toxic and she was unhealthy to be around and she always made me feel bad for just feeling my feelings or just for wanting to be myself and being independent from her and i knew that that wasn't normal and not only that but um you know i met a guy online through twitter i found out long um, after i went into contact with him that he was a narcissist so this is the reason why i got started on this path and helping so others. starting off your aunt I think that's how they do it. Like, you know, a narcissist, they'll reel you in and they'll, they'll make you think like you're just, you know, they'll just talk up your ego. Yes, they to, will. <laughs> to no end or you're the, yeah. you're, you're the love of my life. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then, and then they all of a sudden do a 360 on you and you're yeah. like, you're so confused. So is that what you're, is that yeah, what you were um, feeling? Yeah, like both my aunt, she did that in the beginning and the guy that I met online, same thing. So like with my aunt, it was more so like, oh, you know, 
um, you're so special and you, you, you have so much potential and I'm so happy. I'm proud of you for all of your new adventures, everything you want to accomplish. And then out of nowhere, she's like, oh, well, you can't ever do anything right. And I don't agree with that. And I remember one time I asked her like, oh, do you think I should uh, pursue modeling? And she literally looked at me in my face with a, like a dead stare and was like, no, I don't think so. You know, and then even with the guy that I dealt with him, you know, he was pretending because originally um, he was, I saw him as a mentor, you know, I was really oh. interested in um, doing music and um, he was somebody that I looked up to and he pretended like he really wanted to help me, you yeah. know, and so I kind of fell into that and they do the whole love bombing on you. And I, I to be honest, I fell in love. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I thought he loved me, but he really didn't. And so that's kind of, because what they do is, like you said, they take a strong person and then what they do is they try to get you to fall in love because, you know, when you're in love, you kind of get weak and you really care about that person and you want things to work and they take advantage. That's when they start to show you the real them. The abuse starts right away. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I was telling you before we started to record that um, I, I was in a relationship and it same situation. I mean, you know, he it was you're my life. You're my love. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. Right. And then come to find out, yeah, he's totally in another relationship. And then oh she calls me and she's like, honey, you ain't the first and you're not going to be the last. And I was, I was like, mm. oh, I'm going to show you. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was the sucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Because there's always another. <laughs> right. That's and, true. you know, it's interesting too, Joy, like my grandma came to me like when I was sleeping and I know people might think that um, I sound a little crazy when I say this, or, or maybe you guys will think like, hell yeah, good grandma. <laughs> she came to me cause she's passed away in my dream. And she said, honey, this guy doesn't love you. Like you love mm. him. And mm. it literally took me, I don't know how many years, even after we, you know, lost contact to really understand Mm -hmm. what she meant by that. And that's why I'm so excited about doing this episode because I think the more you hear about narcissism, um, a narcissistic personality disorder, right. uh, because it is a disorder, um, the more you'll start to heal, the more you'll be able to figure out who's coming at you that way. And, right. and don't you agree? I mean, obviously you do because yes. you know, this is your business, mm -hmm. but um, you wanted to get away from your aunt so much that you lived in your car for a month, right? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And so what led to that? Was it something in, was it inner speak? Was it something that you just knew right away that I need to get away from her or what? I mean, cause that's pretty extreme. If you're not being yes. physically abused, that's right that seems pretty extreme. So take me through your feelings and what brought you to that point. Yeah, to be honest, I was really scared. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And granted, I didn't have to be homeless. But as you said, I chose it because I knew the, um, the destruction that she would cause in my life and how she always tried to ruin um, happy moments for me. Narcissists are great for ruining birthdays and special events for you. They love to see you um, sad and upset. They love that. But um, yeah, just my faith in God. And I, I knew that I was going to make it through. Um, but the other thing was um, why I was still kind of in transition because I was living with my aunt for five years. Right. And then I moved out on my own and I was, you know, I was doing pretty good. I had roommates and all that kind of stuff. And I was still just trying to make it 
Um, but I remember my aunt, she used to always be like, you sure you don't want to move back in? Are you sure you're going to be fine? Like she was always trying to convince me to move back in with her, you know, because narcissists, they don't like it when you're independent of them. They want you to be codependent, you know? Yes. And so, um, yeah, I just, and at the time I was living with another friend and, um, she was a narcissist, but she was just kind of like just jealous and she didn't want to see me move into my own place. And so I was just like, you know what, God, I need help. And I, I prayed. And then out of nowhere, um, I ended up getting in contact with, a, um, I think it was like this business, they helped pay for your rent for a year. Mm-hmm. So thank God I got in contact with them and everything went through. I got approved. So I was really happy about that. But just the feelings, I, I just felt, I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Like I remember I used to have to go to Starbucks and wash up and brush my teeth and but the crazy part about it, I didn't even look like I was homeless. <laughs> like, I just went on about my day. Like, at the time, I was working um, online. I was doing, like, network marketing. So I was still, like, making decent money. And I was getting some assistance for, like, food, money, and gas. So I was fine. And it was crazy. It's like my aunt, she didn't even know I was homeless. But it was no way I would tell her or contact her and let her know. Because she'd be like, oh, Joy, come on. You just move back in. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not going yeah. through that again. So, Yeah. Well, gosh, interesting. So um, when, now let's switch over to the boy, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And because I know a lot of people probably watching this um, have been dealing with a girlfriend or a boyfriend that has Mm -hmm. put them through the freaking ringer, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, and, And in some of your YouTube videos, which you're on Live Narc Free, in case you want to go check out her videos. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of them, you know, you have a questionnaire where people just, um, you do live and they just type in questions or whatever. Yes. And a lot of them um, always think that they did something wrong, right? right? Yes. So, yeah. and, and then they're like, but I feel like they told me, you know, that, um, or they, you know, they, they make me feel guilty all the time. And maybe I did do something wrong and maybe I am a bad person. And let's talk a little bit about that. Is there an example of like a client that you helped or, you know, has been through something like that, that you can kind of share with us and maybe they can learn? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the narcissists and their torture and their programming of us. So they make it us feel like we're the bad person, you know, or we have done something wrong to cause for them to mistreat us, you know? Mm -hmm. So just helping the client understand like, no, this person is just toxic. They're very unhealthy. Like they have a personality disorder. It's not you, you know, but what I do like to tell my clients is that it's not all the narcissist's fault at the same time, because there's a reason why we stuck it out with them, why we were there. Maybe we had to learn a lesson about self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. Maybe yeah. this narcissist is, reminds us of our, our mother or our father, where it feels like home, but you know it's unhealthy, but we can't seem to let them go because it, we're used to it. You know what I mean? So just working on that and finding out what their issue is, and then we move on to fix it and then, you know, they get move on with their lives. It's so funny you said that because um, he was the first one, the one I was explaining earlier in my pod or earlier in this discussion is that, I, you know, through all of my family situations and those listening to the podcast know that mm-hmm. I've been through quite a bit too, um, right. that I never really 
um, you know, went to seek help, but with him I did. And she's mm-hmm. like, what is it about this guy that, that, you know, you like so much? Mm-hmm. And I said, he feels like home to me. And I was like, I couldn't even freaking believe I said that. And I got in the car and I'm like, feels like home to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, why, why does he, right. you know what I mean? And it just, it, that drove me nuts. And I was like, because he makes my life chaotic. Mm. And I felt like life was chaotic, you know, when I was growing up and maybe that's, you know, and then that just clicked and I thought, oh, you know, (laughs) that's what I fight to get away from. Why the hell am I running towards it? Right. But it's just, we, we have our own patterns. We go back to it Mm -hmm. and it's what the old saying is, you know, my, uh, my, um, mentor, well, you know, uh, he doesn't know it, but Ed Milet always says, it's not what happens to you it's what happens for you kind right, of thing and, yeah i agree um I agree. yeah so i i think that they do they're there to to teach you something you they know mm-hmm. and if anything i felt true passion and i felt like alive at one point i felt i knew you could i know i could feel that way right. but then i also knew you know that i needed to you know step <laughs> away and i think the only way joy just like you were saying with your aunt, like you didn't go back to her. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way you can cut it off is to cut it off completely. Definitely. Go no contact. Don't call them back or, (laughs) you know, what do you tell your clients with that? Um, When I'm telling them don't go back to narcissists. Yeah. Like how do you tell them to deal with them? What is your, you know, how do you help them through their coping skills of trying to get through this? Well, it's a challenge for sure, because again, most of my clients, um, they deal with, well, they dealt with their narcissist for years. So, you know, I just tell them to start small and start slow, like just day by day, like don't go to their social media, Mm -hmm. don't stalk them, um, you know, don't um, reach out to them for anything, you know. Um, Just go on about your day, just forget about them. I mean, you've seen well, it's kind of hard because, again, they're still in love. But, like, look at and remember the bad things that they said to you. Remember how they made you feel, you know. Um, understand, like, that's not normal. It's not healthy for, you know, you to be with someone that, you know, um, they say they love you, but they don't act like it. You know, that's not healthy. So I just try to get them to see, like, what are they doing? What are they saying? And then just helping them to understand the importance of going no contact and moving on with your life because they're not gonna, they only want to destroy your life. I, I try to get them to see that because I, I, I tell them like, okay, how was your life with this person? And how was your life now without this person? Like get them to see the difference in between the two, you know? Yeah. And it's then, probably really hard for somebody who's got children with, with that's one. the thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, I don't wish that one on my worst nightmare. Yeah. My worst enemy. You know? Right. Yeah. And what I try to do with that is I I tell them, you know, if you do have children, you know, try to contact a lawyer, you know, see if you can get like you get custody one weekend, they get custody or then others. They don't want the narcissist around their children at all. You know, so I just like I said, just get the lawyers involved. Um, If you can't do that, try practice um, gray rock methods. So don't react to them or in any way. And I would tell them to let their children know what's going on if they're old enough to understand. Um, but yeah, just let them know the truth and what's going on. And then the child can 
decide on their own or if you want to just make that decision for them you know just go it about that way so but I, it is difficult when it's children involved so yeah and i yeah too because they don't want to leave you alone the narcissist right yeah. you know they they don't want you to be happy and they don't want to leave you alone they don't want you to move forward but they don't want to be with you they want to be with exactly else. it's so crazy yeah. yeah and the thing about it, it's like they don't even want to be with that person they're just using them you know just to i guess until the next victim comes by or the next person you know or they call it new supply so yeah let's talk yeah. about that because you talked about that on um on your youtube and yes. it's, it's, you know, how do the narcissist get new supply or how do you feel about the new supply yes. and talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, how the narcissist gets their new supply. So basically, um, they could be with you, you know, and let's say you're starting to see through them. You're recognizing like, Hey, something's not right. You may feel like, okay, maybe I need to move on. You know, you may not express this to the narcissist. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking of this. And the narcissist can, can feel that. They're not stupid. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And so secretly, yeah, they'll start talking to new people. They may go online dating and they'll meet this person and they'll maybe make up excuses to you as to why they can't see you or be around you for a while. Or they may take a vacation or a trip. Who knows? And they'll meet this person. And then next thing you know, you'll see them online saying in a relationship, which is what happened to me. Um and yeah it's it's heartbreaking and it's it crushes you it crushes your spirit and i remember the one time i was talking to the narcissist and he knew that i saw his uh facebook and everything with his new supply up and he was like hey joy did i kill your dreams and that's literally what they want to do and i was like no you didn't you know but it it was hard to hear that because I, I all along he was really like against me he he didn't want me to succeed he didn't want yeah. me to be happy and he wanted me to be pining for him you know and knowing that he didn't even want to be with me he's in a whole nother relationship you know what I mean well and two so. I think they they do that because they are so narcissistic yeah. right that they think yeah. of themselves as is beyond somebody else you know or beyond you better than you and and then they want you to oh I'm gonna let joy I'm gonna let April realize what they're missing and yeah. I'm gonna start dating this other person and I'm gonna show it because they don't they didn't realize who they had and all along yeah, yeah. uh we had a freaking nightmare <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, know so thought, april i really i was like when i saw that like when he posted that on his um his facebook well first he he didn't even tell me he was in a relationship that was like it for me i was like i'm no i'm not gonna be like a side person no way especially because at the time when we were dealing with each other he was single and then he got with someone even while we were with each other or talking to each other but I was just thinking in my mind when I saw the picture, I was like, he's crazy. Like, I think there's something wrong with him. Like, he's not normal. And this was yeah. back in 2014 before I started talking or teaching people about narcissistic abuse. But I was just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with a normal person, you know? So, yeah. And I think your intuition, because mine did as well, I think your intuition and your gut tells you that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to go kind of back into the, what the Mayo Clinic was was um, saying too. So mm -hmm. they call it narcissistic personality disorder, but um, they were saying that it's just it's you know I think we all have a little narcissism in us, you yeah, know, with like you know selfies and stuff like that. <laughs> but this is like beyond that, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they start to if they're in the room with someone and that someone else is 
maybe, um, I don't know, makes more money than them, that has a higher education or is, is talking about something that's great that's going on with them, they'll, de they'll demean it, you yeah. know, they'll demean mm -hmm. that person or they'll make a joke that's so embarrassing to yeah. maybe like you or me who's with that person, you mm -hmm. know, and thinking, oh God, don't, you know, don't insult my friends. Yeah. And they just do it to make themselves feel better. But in, in reality, it's it's because they're so incredibly insecure yes you know that's true um that's true. and and we have to realize that you know when when we're in a relationship if they they are building you up to tear you down and they love to see you suffer and it's you don't and you said this joy in one of your your um videos too it's like you can't understand why someone Who's supposed to love you so much does that to you it's ridiculous and to me it just makes me it, it lets me know that they they didn't from the beginning because it's like if you did you wouldn't do that to a person you love you know so i was like there's no love involved it's just this person wants to see me suffer and and then the other last thing i wanted to mention i remember the last day that i um saw my aunt we had a, a, it was a big argument you know she she had a whole narcissistic rage and all that stuff i guess i you know, said something to her and made her feel upset, whatever. But I remember when she was driving me back to my home, I looked over to her. I was, I was like, kind of, you know, I let myself just go. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to just feel how I feel, you know? And I remember looking over to her and she had this big smirk on her face. Like she was so proud of herself for like what she did. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to talk to her again. And not like in a resentful way, but I'm just like, you know, this is not like a type of relationship that I want to have in my life, you know? So that's what I knew I was done with her. So I was like, I'm good. So, yeah. Yeah. I think there is a point where you do hit, but it's, of, of there's, they, they did too much. There's no going back, yeah. but it's when you're in it and you, yeah. and, and you're, you're, you know, and then he breaks up with that girlfriend or he still wants to see you while he's, you know, dating that girlfriend and you still right. so much love him. And so you do it. And then, and that's really how they keep that vicious pattern and their yeah. supply going is because yeah. they, they somehow or no feed on, um, our wants and our desires. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. And they say that the relationship stage you have with the narcissist is called love bombing, devalue and discard. So, what, you know, so beginning. what's that? So like, you know, you're meeting them for the first time or you've been with them for a while. They're love bombing you. They're getting you, you know, um, comfortable with them. So you let your guards down. And then that's when the whole devaluation stage comes in where they put you down they make you feel bad. They're gaslighting you, crazy making, um, silent treatment sometimes. And then it goes to the discard where they let you go. They start meeting the new supply. They just cut you off randomly. You don't hear from them a while. And then it starts back over again. The whole love bombing, the value of discard. It's just, it's toxic, you know? So it's like, you want to just end it, you know? No, I love that you said that. And that's true because then they bring you back, right? Sure. And that's how you keep right. going back because then they start to, after they discard you, they love bomb you. And they're like, oh, but I'm so sorry. That'll yeah. never happen again. And that was, you know, whatever the hell. And Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, it goes into that cycle and you could go, if you're married to the, the person, you could go through that cycle for years. Yeah. It's yeah. exhausting. It is very. <laughs> and then you get like yeah. that. Well, I don't can't, I can't remember what it's called. Like my, my, one of my besties had it like total fatigue or I don't know, <laughs> you know, because your mind has been, you know, um, twisted and turned so yes. many ways for so many years. 
That's crazy. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up, Joy. But really, like, before we go, um, what is, you know, when if somebody's in this right now, what could be a major coping skill for them? What could be something that they could kind of hang on to and say, hey, I remember Joy mentioning this, you know, in that podcast and, you know, just to just kind of be a bug in someone's ear right now. Um, Something that they could cope with if they want to leave. I would say just keep your faith in yourself and God, like understand that, you know, you're going through this for a reason and know that it's going to get better. Um, another thing, you know, just prepare yourself mentally to just be away from this person, like for life. And it may not, you may feel like you can't do it now, but just know that it, your life is going to be better without this person. So just yeah. mentally prepare to just leave, you know, yeah. um, whether that's, you know, you start saving money or you talk to another family or friend and say, Hey, I want to, um, live with you for a while. And um, just start to seek out support and help and people that is going through things that you're going through now, you know, reach out to me or anything or April, whatever, <laughs> you know, but well, and too, you were saying like you did yoga classes, you were yeah, meditating. yoga classes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I did yoga. I, I did that for like, like weekly. Um, I read a lot of books on like self-help, self-love, self-esteem, codependencies, trauma bondings and that stuff. Um, what else did I do? I, I got help with the, um, a coach. Um, so a person that I talked to for like a year, it was very, very helpful. Um, what else did I do? And I prayed a lot. I meditated and I just spent time with myself. I did cry a lot. I'm not going to lie. I cried. I grieved because I didn't know why I was going through all this. Now I understand. But when I was yeah. younger, I didn't know. And I, I used to talk to God a lot. I'm like, God, why am I going through this? Like, what did I do so wrong? You know, but then I realized like this was my life purpose. So I had to go through this, you know. So, um, but yeah, that would be my coping skills. It's just to um, read books, pray a lot, cry and grieve if you need to, seek support, um, do things that make you happy, start to focus on yourself. Or if you're living with them, that's why I was saying like, try to start to save your money so you can move away from this person. But if you're not living right. with them, try to do those things that I mentioned um, earlier. So this seems very minimal and kind of silly. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I, of course I, I, I did what you did too, Joy, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I just continued on and bettered myself and, yeah. and broke it off with people that were related to meaning like, you know, that we related to together. Yes. Thankfully I was able to do that. But, um, uh, what I did is like, I'd get on social media, like Instagram and they have like these narcissism pages. Right. Wow. And they have like these graphics and I love it. It's like, they lie as easily as they breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, just little things that you can continuously remind yourself of what yes. they do. Yeah, and there's true. all these different, you know, narcissism, you know, sayings on mm -hmm. Instagram. If you put it in your search, it comes up and then you can continuously feed your brain yeah. to remind you of the things that the tricky things that they do, you know? Yeah. And then so. another thing I was going to say, um, stay no contact. Don't respond to any of their Hoover attempts or anything like that. And then just um, remove anything that reminds you of this person, like just completely get rid of it. I know it's going to be hard, but just try your best. Don't look at them. Don't um, uh, uh, ruminate. I know like a lot of people, they, they're in their yeah. head. Some people also take medicine. So I don't know if any of you guys feel comfortable because they have that anxiety they constantly thinking of the narcissist. So if you guys want to do that, it's up to you, but 
Yeah. 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 Let a doctor tell you about that one. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but I know some people have, you know, because of their stress and their anxiety, you know, they have to take, um, you know, medicine. But, yeah. It's just best to, yeah, to yeah. make yourself busy. Yeah. Keep in, busy. In, in a way that yes. doesn't include them. Yes, absolutely. All right. So yeah. live narc free. That's where they can yeah. find you, right? Yes, ma'am. LiveNarcFree.com. <laughs> you got it. Those of us living with people suffering from a mental illness have a lot to deal with, too. They're not the only ones hurting. We hurt with them. Having a supportive community is so important to your health. Would love to hear your story, too. Email, of course they make me crazy, at gmail.com.